Broadcasting from New York, New York. It's Grant's Rants, Hollywood Talk. Real Housewives All-Stars is in production, but what are they going for with this? Real Housewives of New York City returns. We've got some notes. Jennifer Aiden proves her worth. Zac Efron has a new face. And Gwyneth's Goop Empire takes to the seas. That and more with Randomly Ronnie Jr. right now. begin. I am joined once again virtually by Randomly Ronnie Jr. from uh, what he tells me is a struggling, sad podcast. Ronnie, what, what's going on with this podcast? Do I hear you? You were promoting it. You were talking it up. What happened? <laughs> it's crunchy. The host is crunchy. No, I only say that because I was reviewing the stuff that I have and, and I was reviewing both YouTube channels and there's nearly 300 videos between the old channel and now the new stuff and some of the times you look at what you've done and you're like oh my gosh i know why i got a bad attitude now i know why i'm crunchy just because you've been doing it for so long so i'm kind of embracing that that. (laughs) yeah i'm embracing it and i have a podcast called difficult podcasters uh the website is difficultpodcasters.com where we recap difficult people the hulu series and it's allowed me to be uh the crunchy judgmental uh nice son of a gun that I am. So I'm kind of in that space where I'm like, you know what? If you don't like my podcast, that's on you. You're dumb. (laughs) And it's fun for me. So that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. I get that. You know, I mean, we're just out here getting a lot of free content. We're out here doing a lot of work. So I get it. Yeah. 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 But it is fun. And like, if you're like me and I think you are, you were a child who, you know, I, I make fun and joke. Right. But I think you were like me where you grew up and this is the only thing you ever wanted to do. Like I've always wanted to be a radio personality since a kid, you know, I used to have the toilet paper wrapper. I would look at the mirror and I'd go like five, four, three, two, one. Like I was on TRL or something like I'd watch Johnny Carson. Like, why can't I host a late night show? So I, I make the joke and I make the frustration. It's hard to create content, so I'm going to shout out everyone who's doing it. But I'm also going to shout out people who are having a hard time with it, the people who are having uh, – they're, they're exhausted by it. Like there's not enough of us out there who talk that way and rant that way. So right. baby – <laughs> well, that's, that's true. What it's about. Yeah, yeah, very few people are open about how hard it is to maintain all of us. Oh yeah. my gosh, with this, it's yeah. so fun, Grant. I love the fans. No, Ronnie doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Don't DM me. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love when they DM me. I love that's the best part. I mean, I get such great like feedback and engagement from the show. I mean, it's perfect. I love that part. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to maintain, and it's even harder <laughs> to. Uh, continue when you see other people who have like absolutely no idea what they're doing in the podcast space just climb past you so it's That's tough right. but um you know it's not easy either when you have to open instagram and see people constantly on vacation like kyle <laughs> and the real housewives uh in this mashup series um i don't even know where to begin with this by now we've probably all seen melissa's tiktok video it's been copied and pasted everywhere you could find it with all the housewives did you see this i saw it and the first thing i'll say about housewives the all-stars edition is it's really uh i thought it was really sweet that they let kyle join the rest of the all-stars you know she's not of the stature she's not of the pedigree to be an all-star so that alone i thought was very sweet of all the gals to 
you know, make yeah. her feel welcome because she struggles and she always has been a struggler. Speaking of people who struggle, <laughs> well, well, that yeah. woman could not be compelling for the life of, of anybody. But um, I think <laughs> it was a funny video. Um, Grant, you know me too well. You, you, I'll let you guess. Who do you think was the star of that video for me? Kenya Moore, Miss USA. <laughs> Miss 1993, USA. she came through. Um, yeah, she Kenya like looked that. incredible, by the way. She <laughs> blew the other woman out of the water, literally, in the video. Um, but people are analyzing this video like it's like a text from Christ. I mean, my God, it's a TikTok video. Who cares? People are so into this video. I can't, I, I don't, I mean, all right, I looked at it once, maybe twice. You know, it's been everywhere. Okay. But, you know, they're reading into things that aren't even happening. Like, you see Kenya, she shoved Luann. She pushed her right out of this frame. And I'm watching, I'm like, I don't even see that. Like, I think people are just, like, looking for what they want to see. No, you're right. And I think it was our friend Hollywood Leon, who's got a great podcast, Everyone is Terrible. He had tweeted, like, why are we getting whoever's the insider who's, like, leaking information or whatever from Bravo or production or or who's, like, just who – whoever has this information why do we want to see all the tweets of who's already feuding why do we want to see the tweets of all these like you just said oh is somebody not getting along with somebody based on that video it's just too much because by the time the show actually goes to air you already know everything and i think leon made such a great point i'm personally tired and i think this is for all the franchises when you already know all the information and all you're doing is revisiting it like when you go to the show and all they could do is say you're not going to believe what happened or how it happened. I'm like, we've been talking about it for six months. Like yeah, Erica Jane, right. we're done. Yeah. Like they <laughs> the say, only storyline I want from Erica Jane is like her going to, you know, her old strip club. Like, let's leave it alone. Yeah, I'm waiting for a departure from that one. Um, and the truth to come out about just who <laughs> she really she's your, is. She's your, she's your Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all my Kyle on that show. And long-time listeners know that is just not my jam, not my show. And Agreed. I noticed that Lisa Rinna was invited to this allegedly and did not show up. And that's because, in my opinion, this is my point of view, but I think she believes that she's above it all. I think she looks down at those women. It's, you know, even Vicky said in the past that she really looked down on OC when she was around about that friggin' baby shower. We can never get past. And I think that she looked at the cast and saw that Ramona was going to be there and maybe some other women and thought that she was better than all of them. And she pulls her out at the last minute because Lisa Rinna, in my point of view, is not someone that claims she claims she'll take any type of job but i i think she takes herself beyond seriously and she saw that this was a, a caliber of people she didn't want to be with so she just let kyle go she pulled out last minute was like oh sure kyle you go and just what nobody needs to see kyle on another boat vacationing with a drink in her hand how many times do we need to see this is is this tiring for anyone yet i don't mean to be super negative but i'm just saying like What's the point of this? Do we care? Well, do we care? Well, well, we don't want to talk too negatively because it's all it's also like, well, what are you doing with your life, right? And <laughs> it is good for Kyle that, you know, this is her situation, but I like I put Kyle up there as in the top 3 of the most um I guess like busy and popular at one point um Bravo people, Bravo celebrities who aren't interesting. So the other two are Nene Leaks and the third one is Hannah Burner. So those three to me have like, if you were to say who are three uh, Bravo celebrities who sort of ruined the network, it would be <laughs> Nene Leakes, <laughs> Kyle, 
and Hannah, just because they aren't interesting. That's the end of the story. There is no story. They have never been interesting, and they've been on our television for so long. Good thing, uh, you know, Nini departured, but that's another story. Yeah, Kyle is just boring. She's always been boring. She'll never not be boring. And I think Camille was correct that, like, Kyle had a little, um, what is it, like a hand in uh, producing the show or something of that nature. I'm not saying that that's what actually happened, but there is something that allows Kyle to be less interesting, but to get on TV more than anyone else. And I, mean, I don't understand yeah, they, it. They say that they cast the show kind of with her or around her. She was influential and in, like building the original cast. And she is that stupid OG original status. So that comes with like, you know, extra perks. But yeah, I mean, she seems to be pretty untouchable. I don't know why, but you know, she's with a couple of other untouchable people like Ramona, uh, you can never get rid of her. And I was surprised, I will say, side note, that Ramona made it into this cast because that shows me, I know nothing, but that shows me that Bravo <laughs> is like, they really like her. Like, she's going to stick around. She's an OG who's going to hang out. So I, I, that's what I think from, that's what I'm gathering from this. If they were looking to separate themselves from her or they thought she was kind of like Vicky status, like running out of steam. I don't see why they cast her here, but no, I noted that. Interesting. Ramona. Well, I, I think it was, uh, for a couple reasons, you are one of the people I know on your podcast who always mentions that Ramona, while she could get under your skin, while she's just awful at times, is good for Real Housewives of New York. She's so I essential. think she's essential for that, and she will kick up dust. She's very full of herself. All these things. So what do you think it is when you put her on All Stars and the ego that is already as big as it is gets even bigger? You not only have a recipe for a great series on the All Stars, but she takes that energy and she goes back to Real Housewives of New York with that. Like you could have put other people, you could have put Sonia Moore as an All Star, but you put Sonya Ramona. Morgan. Yeah. Ram yeah. And now Ramona is just going to be, you know, she's going to continue to feel invincible. And I guess it's good for that reason. My favorite on the cast, I will say my top three are Kenya Moore, Melissa Gorga and Luann. Those are like the three that are the most compelling. And I like Cynthia a lot. Too. I, I think the only one compelling is Kenya Moore. I, I think she's the only her and Ramona and what could be are the only one that would even no, chart. I think they would you do gotta be nice to my Melissa. Melissa is the J Lo of Housewives. I say it all the time. I'm gonna say you it slowly do. so you could hear. J Lo of Housewives is Melissa Gorga. Don't you forget it. She's on display, and don't be envious of her. Well, she, she might. <laughs> I be, love Melissa. She might be pretty to look at, but she's not even going to chart with screen time. I mean, I oh don't no, even no, see, no, 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 no. Well, Grant, did you did you fall and bump your head? Are you not feeling well today? You are wrong, 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 wrong. Melissa Gorga, as Wendy Williams says, is the moment, and I, you're I just gonna just, have to eat it later. Thank you very much. Thank I you, just Grant. hope that she hired a, a, a producer, a personal producer or writer, so she can have a storyline on the trip. She's gonna need to confer with someone I can't in handle you scenes today. for a storyline. <laughs> Uh, you know, and Teresa's another one who's boring as hell and so overrated. I think she should be on that list of like those housewives that are just like they've just been around for too long. They don't contribute much. Kenya and Ramona are the all true all stars, in my point of view. And the rest are just going to be the, like Luann. Like, what is she going to do? Like, I just don't understand the concept of this. These are just a bunch of randoms, in my point of view, that are longtime housewives that are on vacation for a week. Like, what is the point of this? What are we doing well, with this? Are, what, these story, are these story producers just, like, winging it? Like, what's the angle? You know what I mean? Like, are they going to put them all in and do challenges? Are they going to have to live without electricity? <laughs> you know, are they going to go on a crazy boat ride and have to survive? Like, what is the angle here? Because, I mean, they're in the Turks and Caicos. Like, cool, but what's, what's going on here? So 
mm-hmm. you know, the source claims that Ramona already, she was uh, in hot water because she tried to get the best bedroom. This is tired. We've seen this a billion times. Now, am I interested in seeing the antics with Ramona versus Kenya? 100%. But I mean, like, <laughs> I, I'm like completely half and half on this. But I can tell you what, I'm not paying four ninety nine a month to watch this. This shot for a week. How good could this be? How many episodes is it going to be? Is it going to be a special? Is it three parts? Like, I'm not spending five bucks for this. Yeah, and we've seen most of it on TikTok, you know? Who would you replace, though? If you you don't like Cynthia, who do you replace? I think Giselle Bryant should have been there. That's always going to be a, a stance. And I know Giselle seems to really like Kenya Moore. I think Kenya Moore likes Giselle. They potentially could be a really strong dynamic together. I've always sort of thought that. Who would you put in there? Well, and Giselle does not like Ramona, so... This and, and neither just neither just Dolores. So this could have been a situation where they put people that had problems with each other on the show. They could I don't understand what this casting choice is here, like at all. I think like, these are like some of the worst picks. I would scrap the entire thing and I'd go completely with older housewives. That way, this could be something that could go on and we can do more of this and it lives on Peacock. So your diehard Housewives fans mm. would pay the $4.99 a month and want to see Jill sit on a beach. Jill Zarin. You know what I mean? They would want to go back and, and catch up with Lynn Curran. You know what I mean? And like these Oh are my people, God. These are people that would all do it too. So like that's what I <laughs> Leah? would do. Leah from Miami uh, with Jill Zarin, um, Dorinda, like still sort of being part of the current shows, but like on her way out, but maybe back. But oh, what a perfect buffer that would be. Oh, Leah from Miami would be perfect. Jill Zarin would be perfect. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and Brandy Glanville will do it. I mean, there's just there's, <laughs> there's more potential for something like that. You can really, honestly, like sit down and you, you know how as much as I do. Like this cast that came together. The reason I'm frustrated with it is because we know how many people and executives have to sit down and make these decisions. And I'm just like scratching my head because like I don't know if they're going for drama, but they're not going for personal connections either. Like, what is the angle? I cannot figure it out. Unless if it's literally just as simple as grab who's interested throw them in a house and then we'll just like hang out i'm not asking for fake stories but like what's the a i don't understand the angle but at least if you could like celebrity big brother like hand pick people from the housewives universe and create combinations of people that makes good tv that's more of what i'm looking for throw you know than this random like what what is cynthia gonna do what is Teresa gonna do um you're right i mean you're right but i still like cynthia yeah. though i just know that kenya is the only reason to watch kenya and ramona are the only reasons but that's my point of view we'll see I- i'm not paying for this so i'll have to find it some other way so anyway <laughs> let's move on speaking of housewives real housewives of new york city returning tuesday may 4th and um i'm excited to see this season uh again essential workers the housewives of new york new housewife Ebony Williams, and she claims to represent the roll up your sleeves, work hard, other than like marrying into money. You know, so she represents the hard work of what it takes to really make it in New York. So I'm interested. I'm not interested in her Fox News background, but I won't let that define her. She's worked for CBS. She's, you know, now a personality. So I'm withholding judgment and I will judge her as she presents herself on the show. What do you think? 
Um, I think she will do great. You know, she's made a lot of good career decisions based on things that maybe didn't uh, seem like a fit to others, but like she was trying to open certain doors. Um, yeah, that's true. And she she mentions that on every. I mean, she's even done a show on Revolt TV, which is Diddy uh, Sean Puffy Combs Network, where you know people thought that was maybe beneath her, whereas some people maybe think Housewives is beneath her. So she keeps navigating in such a specific way. So that alone I'm interested in. Uh, I think in the series, she takes you through Harlem. I've lived in Harlem, so I definitely would love to see that part. I uh, My only worry is she's going to be palling around with Leah. And I didn't, I'm one of the few people who didn't think Leah was that compelling on her season one. And I also am not sure I'm really liking what she's bringing to the table for season two, her season two. Um, so we'll see, they seem to be very close. So let's see how that goes. That would be my only sort of red flag. And I'm one of the few people who thought Leah wasn't really that compelling for this show. Let's say like, I, I, I think in the trailer we see her calling, was it, was she ho ho over here, ho over there? Like that just didn't really seem like Like the real housewives of New York that I, you know, the Jill Zarin moments, those epic moments, you know, Alex, like it just went so far away and I understand you have to evolve, but that's kind of not where I wanted, wanted it to evolve. So Ebony herself, I enjoy, um, who she aligns with. That is going to be a bit interesting, but, uh, she's, she's fantastic and she will be good. I saw her in an interview, uh, with Wendy Williams. I saw that one too. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. She's, She's got it going on, and I think her strategy is 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 going to be something to look out for. Yeah, I'm encouraged because she's claimed to have openly watched the show, and she claims to be a big fan of Alex McCord and Dorinda, both of which I really like. Even Ooh, Alex, yeah. I think Alex is almost too smart for the show, but it worked. <laughs> and I just there's something about her. I just there's something about Alex I just like and miss. And I'm just so glad that she doesn't need this show to live. Unlike so many of these women who their whole you know life is defined by being on these shows. So I, I like Alex. But from a content perspective, so this is someone who knows the show, she knows what works, and she's you know a favorite of the old guard and then the middle guard of Dorinda. And Dorinda, arguably one of the best, whether you love her or hate her, she did Agreed. make for a good full-time housewife. So she knows what she's getting into. And I'm glad that we don't have to keep pretending that these women have never watched the show or have no idea where to find it. <laughs> Same same thing I literally was just going to say. Like, you mean to tell me that Leah never knew about the show? Like, she she had done an episode of Love and Hip Hop. Her sister was, you know, in the audience at Watch What Happens Live. You don't go to a show and not know what you're, what you're going to participate right. in. It wasn't as relaxed as Leah gave it to us. Now, I don't know why people like Leah so much. I was more interested in her before. She does a podcast with uh, Laura Stiles from the radio, uh, Hot 97. So I was always, always sort of into her. I just don't think she performed well. Uh, her season one but maybe season two will be great but yeah ebony be honest about it so we love to hear that i like it it's like i have a strategy i'm here Mm -hmm. for a reason i'm using this platform i think we're in on it so ebony's good and i still feel like the collective uh group of of women i do feel like we still need somebody else you know whether it would have been heather whether Dorinda as like a friend of these um, cast. They, they do have one friend of right this season. Well, it's Heather Thompson, which we're going to get into in a minute. But um, these shows have just too small casts. They're just too small. Like I know it's budgetary and all of this, but if you look at the international cities, they have like uh, the Real Housewives of Cheshire has like a lineup. It's like mm. thirteen women. It's ridiculous. But that is action packed TV. 
There's so much going on. This show, I believe, is going to have five with the one small friend of parts. The friends of Zun New York never work. I don't know why they did in the beginning, but they're not working the last at least four or five years. I don't know why they can't figure that out. I mean, I know it's a tough group, but it can be done. So, yeah, I think Barb, Barb could have worked. I think... I liked uh, her. It, it, I, she, I think I was the only yeah. one, but I liked her. I don't know what she's doing with being running for mayor. Don't know what that's all about. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, but I don't think she's even placing because I've been following the race a little bit. I don't even see her last name. So I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know who I'm pitching here, but I think maybe one of the gals from Blood, Sweat, and Hills could could come over at one point because that show did good, 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 good first season. It didn't do good second season, um, but it was really strong first season. So I think down the road, maybe one of those gals could cross over. That's just a, yeah. an idea I'm throwing out there. If they had a large cast, they could make a very soft and swift move towards the future by maintaining the Sonyas and Ramonas and the Luann dynamic, but also reinventing where it's, you don't have to just add one in at the time. You can make a nice transition from the old guard to the new guard or a mix of both. So you can still scratch the itch of the longtime viewers and then satisfy the new viewers with new people, different ages, different backgrounds and ethnicities. It doesn't have to just be five heads. I don't know why they can't expand this cast. Yeah. I, you know, even that's my a, biggest problem with all of them. Of a unique friend of situation, Rachel, you could tell just for a little bit, like a friend of, but like a short mm -hmm. story arc, even that would do something. Because the problem with this is we have come to expect the same thing out of Sonia. So Sonia's one of my favorites, but all she's going to do is drink and talk about, you know, <laughs> the romance. Right. And that's and fine. So that, if that's, that eliminates yeah. almost a whole housewife as far as story. Right. So you do need to throw something else in. Bevy Smith would be fantastic, oh, but obviously she's not going to, yeah, She's as, as Wendy Williams says, she's not going to be in the swim of it all you know yeah. so her pedigree is higher so it's hard to get somebody good on this particular cast yeah i want sonia to be there to give us all the sonia isms and walk around in that plaid jacket <laughs> and you know talk about the townhouse for 10 minutes fine with that but then there's got <laughs> to be other people there to kind of fill in you know that way we we see sonia we're engaging her with engaging with her a little bit but then there's like other folks on the canvas and i think you know, production would probably like it too because they don't have to create, you know, blood from a stone from with a lot of these women. Like um, Melissa Gorga, for example. You know, they don't have to literally write down with a pen and paper on what they're going to do for not. 18 weeks. No. Mm -mm. You know I can't stand for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like Melissa so much. I think she should get a spinoff with her sisters, with their mom, Donna. Like, you're never going to get me on the Melissa Gorga thing. I am Melissa Gorga stand till the end. Sorry, Grant. That's just what it is. Well, you can watch Envy Rules streaming on Peacock, and you can pay the $5 <laughs> for it. Get that away from me. I heard your tone. <laughs> <laughs> Heather Thompson is going to be on this show, I guess. Former housewife. Big deal. She's going to be on for like a minute, I guess. She's uh, She claimed that she was assaulted on the current season and uh, ganged up upon, ganged up on. And uh, Page Six has, uh, they reported in the past, I think I talked about this here or somewhere, they talked about like that she was filming, she had a fight with Leah and, you know, that's the end of that. And I love this Page Six article. They are so shady. They said that she engaged with a fight at, with Leah at 64-year-old Singer's Hampton's home. Now, what does Ramona's age have to do with any of this story? That I ha Why do they have to give the ages? 
Why do they have to do it at all? Um, first of all, I definitely don't want to knock the severity of what is being stated here. Um, but but the problem also lies with how reliable are, to what you said, the 64-year-old Ramona's you know, Hampton home. Like sometimes it does feel very pointed, very clickbait-ish. And it's really depressing sometimes to see an entity like Page Six be clickbait-ish if that is the case. See, that's um, how I took it. In my defense, that's how I took it as like this was a headline-grabbing thing. I don't know. I haven't seen the footage. Maybe this is a true assault, and I'll I'll feel differently. But this is not what I gathered from this article. You know, well, that, it was on a podcast. What, yeah. you know, she's talking it up. I don't know what the direction of this is going to be. But I mean, yeah, assault. I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's what it's come down to. Like, I'm again to be clear, uh, the severity of the issue at hand. Of course, we respect that. You know that we're not making yes. light of that. But, but it just comes to it's it's a little bit of everyone is to blame, sort of in this situation. Uh, I don't mean the, the cast. I mean, you know, the 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 media. Comp, you know, the page six. You know, them putting this thing out. Um, who runs with it as far as who retweets stuff on the cast? Bravo. You know, sort of getting in on it. It's like at what point people. Uh, get too desperate to like draw buzz around their show. It just seems like we should be at a, at a, as I said earlier, a higher pedigree. So again, if there is something that did indeed happen, of course that's an issue at hand. But if it's something to just draw attention, like let's let's step up our cachet a bit. That's all I'm saying. Um, with that being said, I do have great anticipation for Ebony on the show, and I've always enjoyed Heather on the show. So I guess I could leave it at that until we know more information. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching. Somehow, <laughs> I'll be watching. I don't have cable right now, so that's a whole other thing. So, got to sort that <laughs> I, out I hadn't in time. Heard of, I hadn't heard of this story, so I'm actually not very happy with it because I don't really, you know, everyone seemed to like Housewives of Potomac, the the big, you know, um, there was an altercation on that season. I um, think the earlier seasons were dramatically better. Um, I'm not big on, like, an altercation makes a season. I'm, yeah, that's, I don't talking need to, that talking for this to either. Wrong person. Nope. That, that's not Roni. Yeah, I don't need that for the show. It's different flavor. You know, it's like more of the, of the absurd. I always say Roni is like a comedy. I don't want it to be super dark. I want the absurdity to stay in the fabric of what the show is for this one in particular. I don't need the yeah. drama for Roni. What do you make of uh, Jennifer Aiden this season <laughs> in New Jersey? The 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 top um, housewife that maybe no one saw early on and now everyone's so into and I equally am so into who would have known because I definitely didn't see it early on that she is legit the perfect housewife. You know, she balances the family. We see a lot. She lets she lets the camera in. Some Ooh, stuff. I, can be let the record show. I liked her from the beginning. I thought she was great for the show for all the wrong reasons. I'm into her. I've always been. Oh, look at you with your casting hat. I never saw it. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And then as it went on, you know, when she really got me, when she told everyone she was a comedian, when she <laughs> said she was a comedian and she leaned into it, like the, what do they say? Delusional confidence. It's so valuable. And she has that. And the thing that I like the most about her is the balance with the family, which it does look like she's a really good mother. And then when she gets to go with her girlfriends, she has a good time and she lives it up. I think that's just such a healthy type of housewife. I want more of that. Not to say she hasn't done some shady stuff also, 
But I, I definitely want to see more like that. It's animated. It's funny. It's serious when need be. And there's layers to it. And it's it's uh, has a lot of dualities. You know, even as we just talked about Sonia Morgan, we kind of only see one note. And with Jennifer Aiden, we see a lot of notes. She she I say with Housewives of Jersey, um, they're all fantastic being Margaret is my sixth favorite. So that is a very yeah. good sign that Margaret is my sixth favorite. So she's out of them all. She's the least important one onto the show to me. Uh, so that should tell you something. I, I of how talented. Yeah. Well, I said it to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jennifer Aiden, I, I think she's really smart for the show. You said she's a great mother. I think she that, that's true. However, she is not a great interior designer. That house is so bad in my point of view. It's 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 cavernous. It's empty. I've said this for years. There's not, not a stick of furniture. There's some wide shots, and it's like just like hallways. All that it is is hallways. There's no lights on half the time. I, I don't care for that house. But now it's in the news because of a Jackie comment, and she agreed with me. Jackie said it's like as a big mortgage and no furniture, which is exactly how I view this this whole situation. <laughs> But uh, Jennifer was quick to correct this by claiming that the house does not have a mortgage. Page six looked into it. Oh, stupid. Nobody has anything else better to do. But they uh, found out that uh, instead there's a big construction loan on the house. So there you go. There's your, your information on the Aiden estate in, uh, where is it, Paramus? Uh, yeah, I think it is close yeah. to, yep. Mm-hmm. Bill seems like such a goof to me and my sister and I are always talking about like how goofy he is. Like we don't see it, but she is just, she thinks he's just like the absolute best. And I guess the bills get paid in a big way. <laughs> I, I say this about JLo, not putting Jennifer and JLo in the same space, but JLo has the JLo effect with men, meaning she could take Ben Affleck and make him like, you know, Benifer. Um, when a woman loves her man so much and she's so charming about it, you could tend to see it like JLo. Um, you'll, you'll never tell me that Mark Anthony isn't the king because JLo, you know, put, put that stamp of approval and Mark Anthony is also just the king in general. And I think Jennifer Aiden, Aiden is sort of doing that with Bill. Would Bill be somebody that I'd bat my eyes to? Probably not. But Jennifer Aiden sells him pretty well. <laughs> and I, I, there, there, yeah, no, I watch the show. I'm like, okay, okay, Bill, I can, I can see, I I can see the the allure for sure. So you're saying you can't? Oh no, I, I oh I can't. I, I, I could no. totally on a, on a, on a lonely Saturday night. Absolutely. Oh my God, no! I mean, the Watchful Crepens guys, their impersonation of him is all you need to know, in my opinion. It's spot on. I have no idea what's going on with that, but she's happy, and that's a. I don't. I mean, she can have him. <laughs> I think he's such okay. A well, then let's ask the question. Well, then which which of the house husbands uh, would 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 tickle your fancy? Is there? I mean, obviously Evan was talked about a lot. Are you more of an Evan or a Bill? Well, they're all pigs. I mean, I guess Evan. <laughs> I guess. Okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> they represent like the worst house husbands. I mean, my point of view, but that's a, <laughs> that's a hard one. But okay. Let's move on to uh, Zach Efron's face. Yes, we're actually talking about this. I noticed this myself, and I thought it was just me. I didn't want to be mean, but he appears to be a little fuller in his face than normal. Have you picked up on this? Yeah, but that also goes from years of you know his his you know parting ways and um, some of the struggles he's had, uh, oh, has he had struggles? I didn't know. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think he, he'd had some substance struggles and I think he also has, um, struggles with like 
fitting into a specific like where where his role is as a you know and as an actor a singer and all of these things as a performer so sometimes i feel like he's still trying to find himself in that regard um so this didn't come as a surprise really i hope people on the internet aren't too mean because obviously you should take a look in the mirror yourself if you're going to be judging him that way um let's just hope he's healthy you know he seems like a really cool guy he did a netflix series i wasn't keen on him being the host because i'm like uh, another hosting gig going to yeah, you know celeb. exactly but it, it was likable in the well, sense that it was sending a- another celebrity on vacation which drives me nuts this one did have a little bit more of like uh, environmental, like a, like that was the messaging. Right. Um, so right. at least it was okay. Uh, but but that goes to my point. Like he seems to have trouble sort of fitting in. Like he was High School Musical. He was you know in the the, the Greatest Showman. I think that was called right. Yeah. Like where's uh, his lane? Yeah. He didn't necessarily blow up and become the leading man that you know. You know, uh, Bradley, what's the guy's name? Bradley Cooper. He didn't get that really. So he's like trying to find his place. And maybe that's a little bit of what we're seeing and could have caused some of the the trouble and the problems and abuse, uh, substance abuse or whatever. So I don't know what it is, but um, I just hope he's happy. So this is one celebrity that I'm just not going to jump on and make fun of. I'm going to ask what what is really happening. You know what I mean? Well, it's interesting Um, to see how this is put together because – if this were like 15 years ago, they'd be like Perez Hilton names of him being fat and all this stuff. And they'd be at so many words and names like, yes, he appears a little less fit. He's rounder in the face, but it's interesting how they're handling this, even on like a, like a page six daily mail. Like they're not tearing into this guy. Is it a male thing versus female thing? Is it because we're a new age? They still are talking about it, but it's handled differently. And that's kind of what I want to mention. Like, Oh wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like, it's called out because it is kind of an obvious thing, but it's handled better. Um, his friends do deny that he had any plastic surgery, but apparently there's a new jawline situation, allegedly, that people are noticing. He did break his jaw in 2013. I don't know how, but, I mean, you know, <laughs> he looks a little different. And, I mean, I really could care less that, you know, I don't really follow him that much, but it was noticeable, and I, I thought it was interesting how they covered the story. It, it it might be leaning to what I was saying a bit ago, like him and his, you know, he doesn't have issues with masculinity, let's say, but like the, the society's issues. And sometimes when you're that real skinny guy, scrawny guy, he was he was fine, you know, that way. Right. But I feel like sometimes there's this overcompensating. You see you see it. You see it a lot. You know, um, I, I always used to think of struggles with being overweight as the only issue. And I still sort of do because I've always struggled with my weight. But sometimes skinny guys, especially in that role where they're trying to be, you know, sort of the leading man or they really don't know where to go they have to sort of compensate somewhere so it could just be like some insane physical fitness uh along with maybe i mean i would never want to make no accusation but you know you see alex rodriguez's face and that's a bit plastic and you know we know of the steroid use there and that's not what i'm saying i'm just i'm trying to know the answer really i don't i don't know but you make a good point the women sometimes don't get that same um sweetness behind you know hey what's going on right. with the person the, yeah. so that is a little unfair right. and i agree the with descriptors you on that. are a little different yeah i mean like to your point like from the other side of things i'm a small guy i've you know like i think i'm you know i, I would give my weight but i'm a lean guy and you know it's it's tough when you do want to be able to put on weight i'm a very hard gainer and this is someone who like 
is front and center. He wants to be this leading man, I'm sure. He struggled to put on the muscle and the weight, but he also had the best trainers and the best gyms in the world, so I don't feel too bad for him. But yeah, I mean, I get that there is like a reverse complex if you want to grow into yourself as a man, you want to grow into that position um, and that figure that you feel the pressure to have. And yeah, he probably was a really skinny guy uh, up until he was in the public eye, and then that pressure to look bigger. So I, I can see both sides, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if he got plastic surgery or not. I, mean, I don't even know. Can you can you do that? What do you do? Just get a it, bunch of it, injections? It could have just been, yeah, it could yes, and it could have been a video. He could have been extremely tan. Um, he could have just, you know, like been weathered, you know, like people get weathered, you know, <laughs> some, 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 uh, yeah, sometimes uh, age just catches up to you. Sometimes I mean, yeah, age not, and not, weight just yeah. catch up to you sometimes, you know, like the things slow down, your metabolism, maybe that's what it is. I'm, I'm totally guessing. And, and also, like, it's just people, you know, people don't like their own situation. And so it's just, you know, you, you do know that at one point he had more of a quintessential perfect look. I'm not saying he's perfect. Everyone's perfect in their own way. He was very but pretty. Maybe, yes, he was very yeah, pretty. Yeah. So yes. the moment he steps out of it, it's like we can't wait to get the person right, in. And right. honestly, sadly, too, we do that with housewives. Not we, you and I, but like people do that with housewives. And I've always hated that. I've always hated that the value of a housewife is like, Whatever one is the hot, hot, pretty, small waistline young thing like that is is those are all great qualities, of course, and upkeep is great. But I always didn't like the devaluing of housewives because they did grow into an older age. I hate to break it to everybody, but the Golden Girls was a very real look. You know what I mean? Women get older. We we aren't, um, you know, in our right. 20s forever. We're not in our 30s and we have to be more kind to people as they get older. And I'm not saying this just as a 40 year old. I'm saying this even in my twenties, like I feel like, uh, it's just important to allow people to grow a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is slim pickings here with the news, but you know, who's doing well, Gwyneth Paltrow, of course, this one, <laughs> some people, they can only fail up and the goop empire expands. Now she's partnering with celebrity cruises this this quote really got me. I'm always happiest by in or on the sea. Oh, I love to hate on Gwyneth. You know what? I I secretly kind of like some of the stuff she's doing. I think this is a great move for her brand. She's 2022. She's going to be serving as Celebrity Cruise's new uh, well-being advisor. So. Mm. I don't know. Is that is that making you want to book a, a celebrity cruise? <laughs> well, my podcast isn't flying off the shelves, and the money's not coming in that heavily. So maybe not right now, but maybe later. I I don't have. I mean, you know, it's so funny. I started off this podcast being very grumpy, and now I'm being very sweet to everybody because I'm just trying to respect everyone's process. I guess. Sure. Was she? You know. Um, Sort of, you know, with her mother was an actress and, you know, has have, have things went favorably for her. Sure. But at the same time, in with in regards to this, um, if the industry itself uh, with cruises have has been sort of knocked due to uh, covid and they sort of came to her, which I imagine they did for, you know, the namesake. And I, I guess I guess I can't blame her. And so long as she doesn't have like a arrogance or an attitude about it. There's really nothing we can do. You know, it's it's um, beneficial for both um, companies involved. And I guess you're going to when that happens and the press release comes out, you're going to have to make a comment that's very 
you know, uh, bland, <laughs> bland, but does the job. So well, it's in, very in that regard, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a terrible, uh, partnership where she should just like step away from it. Cause I do think there are celebrities who just sign on to anything and it's like, you know, you don't have to say yes to everything. Right. Right. <laughs> this one, it's a, I it's think a certain... it makes a lot of sense. You know, they've got celebrity, the title of the company. She is a worldly known name. She can, she, the, the Goop brand is its own entity and could really elevate, like, I don't know, their spa or whatever. She claims they're cultivating fitness kits and creating programs. I'm sure this is like all like additional, like a la carte things that you have to do once you pay for mm. once you're on the cruise. But, you know, from a brand perspective, honestly, like I goof on this, but like I think it's pretty smart. And I agree with you. I don't think she's someone that slaps her name onto just anything. So, you know, I, I'm I'm endorsing this one actually. You know, I hate the influencer culture, but I, I think oh, this is a same. good move. Yeah, and I, I'm getting a little tired of the whole like, what was the big commentary uh, a bit ago? You know, oh, the Oscars, the w- worst ratings. It goes to show celebrities aren't important anymore. It's like at the same time, sure, I get what what people are mentioning on Twitter, but at the same time, why? You know, it is a craft. You know, acting is a craft. And because someone did win, you know, the the, the lottery of sorts, and their career did go a certain way, I mean, I don't really, I'm not big on knocking somebody because of celebrity culture if i don't like what you do that's a different thing mm-hmm. um and and the the last thing is what she does promote health and wellness you know even if it is a bit cheesy on certain things i think you even do a recap don't you don't you do a recap every holiday season about yes, goop items I do. Um, goof gift guide grants oh, holiday goof guide gift exchange the best the best holiday podcast you'll ever hear by the way <laughs> um and so at the end of the day it's it's a good it's a product that promotes health and wellness and whether you receive that message or not that's up to you and um, I, I guess I'm down with it I guess I'm okay with it if it would have been like a Scarlett Johansson maybe I would have been like what what what's what's the connection Gwyneth is easy to goof on but not easy to hate on so I'm not gonna hate on her hustle and you mentioned those Oscars the only tip I can give them is they produce that show for boomers so they can't expect for anyone under the age of 65 to really tune in honestly. It's I just, think they need a host. I think they need a host. Not, uh, it's not what anyone would care about, especially in Gen Z. Nobody would care about the Oscars and a mutual admiration society of highly privileged people getting awarded for doing their job. Just saying. So Here's my point. Someone should host, but they don't need to be a comedian. We could wash that out. Well, they don't Being need to be an influencer funny, either, though. Yeah, they no, don't, well, here's doesn't what I'm gonna, need here's, to be someone from TikTok. Please. Doesn't, ag- agreed. Logan agreed. Paul, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. We don't need a host. We don't need, I mean, we don't need a, a comedian. We don't need a Kardashian because they pull numbers. What we need, and because I didn't know who the host was, and when I first flipped it on the TV, I thought Regina King was the host. We just need somebody who has uh, respect in this industry, who's you know good with their commentary, can deliver deliver the message, but also be funny and warm. That's Regina King next year. That's who should be the host. Done. I just solved it. There you go. That's a good idea. Cause yeah, it's usually the same people doing the same things. So, and if you know, I see Tina Fey and Amy Poehler one more time, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler one more time, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> yeah. I hear it's a lot. Not that lo- they're not talented. I'm just done. I'm done, done, done. Well, they've got to, it's time now to introduce new people of a different generation and pass the torch. And I'm not just talking about people like you and me. That's not what I'm going for. It's just, it's the <laughs> same people doing the same things. Ellen does not need another show, please. 
You know, we don't need Ryan Seacrest <laughs> to host something else. We don't need it. Ricky Gervais can go sit on the shelf for a few weeks. We don't need, especially Jimmy Kimmel, to read a teleprompter. We don't need it. So that's it. That's like, I didn't expect it to rant about that, but I mean, this is like always top of mind. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Our last topic here for this podcast is um, there were very few topics to discuss so just a few that caught my attention some honorable mentions because there is literal literally no news to discuss we were going to discuss these but there's nothing to say billy eilish's new look on british vogue magazine hi i see it what should i say good for her i guess she looks good yeah, she gave us the low energy, like chill vibe. So it's different and it's yeah. so shocking. It's just so interesting. Uh, power to her, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Billy Eyelash, go for it, girl. <laughs> Other things consisted of uh, Kim K. Golfing, Courtney Cox making a turkey burger for uh, Laura Dern. Uh, Bella Thorne was doing something. Emma Stone gets coffee. I mean, there's just li- literally nothing out there, man. Like mm. it, these are some rough topics. Like there's nothing to really like analyze or rant about. And I always well, wanted to have like you know really opinions on whatever I discussed. And it's it's hard because everything is just like Adam Levine posted Instagram story. You're not gonna believe. Well, I can believe it. I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> when they say that, that's the worst. You're never going to believe so-and-so exposed the truth on such and such on the set. It's like, oh, my God, the thirstiness and yeah. of all uh, entertainment. Haley does Bieber, it. Yeah. does it. I'm yeah, looking at done. it now. Haley Bieber bears, bears her midriff. I mean, do you think we're going to talk about this? So this is it's, it's, it's I have one. hard out there. I have one. Um, Twitter went awry with um, the I Love Lucy first looks, or they weren't even technically first looks, but they were what was um, going around with Twitter. I think, uh, I don't remember, it was a Javier Bardem will be Lu- uh, Ricky. Uh, I can't recall who Lucy was, but the whole, the whole Lucy Huckleberry. Lucy is Nicole Kidman, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, uh, you sort of do, as you stated, you sort of wish other people had a shot, right? Um, but anyway, the hucklebub over them not looking the part or whatever it's it just is this thing where it's like twitter who asked you you know you work a job at the walgreens counter line like go check my my you People know give. here's my lottery t- like what the judgment yeah. and the why do you qualify to speak on twitter i do get that everyone has an opinion but like what if the film is so good what if this is a really great story it's written very well the acting is phenomenal people you give know. way too much credit to twitter mobs that are usually only like a couple hundred people that are a splinter of a splinter of a tiny part of an audience that's actually going to watch the thing they're just making noise to make noise because they want to trend they want to create a thread i I, there's too much attention on 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 these twitter mobs in my opinion you know i think it's fun to share your point of view but like to tear down the film that no one even saw is stupid i'm not giving that any of my time if you don't contribute to the artistic space what what why why does your opinion matter that much to the grand scheme of things like it's very judgmental it's very pointed like leave it alone The, the the lack of respect People could just sit there and tweet and be like, it's just terrible. You know how many people are working that day to create right. that terrible? That's the makeup artist. That's the the, the set uh, set design. That's the um, you know wardrobe. Like there's so much that goes into it. And you're just going to 
sit there and tweet away that you just think it's bad and all of a sudden you're trending like it is just terrible oh, that twitter is, yeah twitter comes for everybody and everything you think they, they, for as many people as love it as the many people who love it you know it's like giving a review you don't necessarily give a review if you love something but it makes a lot more noise when you give something you that you say something you don't approve of and it's just to keep saying like twitter says and a lot of people on twitter i mean who are these people they're not tastemakers it's really not that many people in my point of view it's a lot of loud people making a lot of noise in one corner of the internet so i don't give any of that any like i even rotten tomatoes like i don't look at anything like that i'll tell you if i'm interested i don't need your help thanks you know that's how i, I miss- view it I, I love that you said that I miss the culture of tastemakers where you have uh, you have credibility or you have a pedigree about, you know, you making a, a viewpoint. We let everyone have a viewpoint, but not everyone uh, has earned it, right. <laughs> you know, uh, just to just to like uh, counter some of the negative here. This this ending, I will tell you two really warm sitcoms that I had been watching. Um, just if you want to kind of have that warmth uh, to counter some of this stuff. Uh, Be positive is very good. It's on CBS. And on Fox, there's Call Me Cat with Mayim Bialik. I, it's funny because I'll be difficult on my podcast sometimes, or I get a little piss and vinegary and, you know, cranky, grumpy podcast host or whatever. But I do love cutesy, warm hearted sitcoms. And Call Me Cat with Mayim Bialik is fantastic. Um, Annalie Ashford is in Be Positive, and they're just such good nice show so if you need to escape from all of the craziness and you want like more warmth those are two shows i highly recommend look at you repping network tv that's uh i don't think we've said anything about network tv in a long time on the show <laughs> grant i don't yeah, know if you know but on my vision board, i'm going to i'm gonna be on a show i don't know if you know on my vision board but i'm going to be on a seven season tv uh, sitcom guaranteed i'm not like it's claiming it um yeah i'm claiming speak it i'm gonna it. do it amen speak it i like it put it out there well, kids, that'll be it for this podcast. I will be honest <laughs> with you. The topics are hard. The weather has changed, so I'm going to maintain the show to the best of my ability. I'll be in and out with it. I still enjoy doing this for you. I just need a little bit of time to enjoy the summer. So I'll be back and forth. This is, it'll be a little less consistent than it already is. Um, it's it's just a lot going on, and uh, with the the weather is finally decent. I think I can put away the winter coat, but you know, just when I do, you know this, you know this, Ronnie. The minute I put it away, it's fifty degrees. It's forty-five mm. degrees. So I mean, we're, we are now in May. The coat is going away. Yeah, no, it's nothing better than springtime in New York. You jump out of your skin. Spring has sprung. Hello. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's great, and you don't have to be tethered to a computer to always be working on a podcast. Um, but you know, I might have you on mine. We're thinking about doing something that's quick and easy. So go to randomlyronniejr.com or difficultpodcasters.com. Uh, once again, randomlyronniejr.com or difficultpodcasters.com. And you are probably going to see Grant up in the mix too. So that'll we'll be absolutely fun. Absolutely do it. Yes, totally. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. For those of you who are watching Real Housewives in New York City, enjoy it. Let me know your thoughts. I love you guys for listening and I'll be back with more rants. On display, on display. <laughs> This has been Grant's Rants. Follow Grant on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grant's Rants. Cover art created by Howie Rone. Original theme music by Alexander Arnson. The Grant Michael Collection. 